All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the final horror movie of our reboot ween. I'm sure you have read this from the title as well. But uh, there was a fourth uh, reboot of a long-standing movie franchise that happened in October of 2022. So we started out this journey with Jeepers Creepers Reborn, the reboot of the Jeepers Creepers franchise, which was terrible. <laughs> then we moved on into Hellraiser, the Hulu reboot of that, which I thought we both thought well, that was a pretty good film. It had its problems, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had our very divisive Halloween Ends episode, uh, which less said about that, the better. <laughs> and finally, we will go ahead and talk about our final movie that has been rebooted in October 22. That, of course, listeners, I'm sure you know this one already, but it is 2022's Bring It On, Cheer or Die. That's right. They rebooted the Cheerleader series as a horror movie. Uh, Sci-Fi Original Channel did that one. So thank you, Sci-Fi, for being your normal Sci-Fi self with budgets of like $10 per movie and shit like that. (laughs) Anyway, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. We just got a portal potty delivered to our house. Which is uh, super, like, super exciting. Um, so we're getting our bathroom redone. So this month we're not going to have a toilet or a shower. Um, and we just got a portal potty dropped off at our house. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Also, it's Halloween. So you know, that's also exciting. No, no, no. Let's go back to the porta potty thing. So, like, where are you going to put it? Are you going to put it inside the house? Are you going to put it in the backyard? Like, uh, we, have to, we have to put it like in the front of the house, I guess. Because like, they have to, to access it. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, like, I, I prefer to have it in the backyard. But it's kind of just hanging out in the front of our yard now. Um, huh. So, so people could just walk past you. We're gonna we're gonna lock it. We think when people when the contractors aren't working or when we're uh, going yeah. to bed, just for some you know we, we've we found like we have this little like um you, you know when you came over um in, the, in our, below our kitchen there's like a little storage area and we found like cigarette butts yeah. in there a couple times so, like maybe people are like you know maybe hang, sometimes hanging out in there so we're uh you know probably gonna lock it just in case. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, just, good idea. You know, good idea. Just want people using all the toilet paper. You know, there's that's, that's yeah, definitely. Precious, still precious commodity. I mean, it's not. It's not, you know, uh, March of 2020 anymore where toilet paper was a rare commodity. But uh, still, you know, it's, it's your hard-earned money. You, you deserve to have your toilet paper that you want, Andrew. I'm, I'm just really excited to wake up in the middle of the night and then go out and sit in a porta potty <laughs> you know, 3 a.m. It, it'll be great because I can go out and I can take my dog at the same time. You know, we'll both get to go out together. Mm-hmm, definitely. And your wife will just stand by as you do your business and keep guard, basically. Makes well, the, sense. Real, the real question is, that, you know, do I go out and, like you know, like Ferris Bueller style and like boxers and like a bathrobe and like, you know, with a newspaper under my arm and go out there and sit down, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, I, mm. I, I, these are things I have to consider now. I would say I would go Tom Cruise and risky business in terms of just a dress shirt and then just tidy whities under there and then have a microphone too, or a trophy or whatever it was in that movie. See, I wish it actually had come before Halloween. Like, you know, if it had come like early October, because then what I do is I'd buy like different Michael Myers and them costumes and wear those out every time and just like, have a different one out <laughs> <laughs> every single time. Uh, one of our neighbors, actually, when driving down the street to the grocery store, they set up a um, like life size Michael Myers mannequin just standing in the hallway or standing on their front lawn. Um, and I was just like, yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Halloween. Uh, we are recording this on Halloween afternoon, actually. We're hoping to get this up uh, by this evening. Shouldn't be any problem. I got nothing going on tonight. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, kind of how it goes right there. Uh, second question, what did you dress up as for Halloween, Andrew? Um, so for actual Halloween, I think uh, my wife and I are just staying inside. Um, but for our, um, we have like a gym workout that we do. Um, so I, like our, our gym does like, you know, theme workouts. And uh, they, this Saturday, they have the Halloween one. Um, so I went as uh, the Velocipaster. I had a, had had the the pastor uniform and the and then a raptor mask and gloves, um, which I did have to take off pretty early on. I've done I did some wall balls with them. I tossed some things around, um, but it, it really I realized how limited the scope my vision like not just my vision um, but my hearing <laughs> was. Um, and I had to take off my glasses. So I was and I so I I was contactless. So I was already couldn't see very well looking through two little holes. Um, and like not being able to hear, uh, made it very difficult. Um, but mm. you know, it was fun for a little bit. Um, though I will say, we know what it did, what this did teach me 
it's like every scene where somebody's fucking like hiding from Michael Myers and they like, you know, knock something over and it just falls and like Michael turns and looks at them is fucking fictitious because you cannot hear shit when you're wearing like a rubber mask. <laughs> like it's everything's just like a dull noise and you don't quite know where it's coming from or what they're saying. Like Michael, mm-hmm. like, you know, Michael will be a like sensory deprivation essentially. So like, you know, you can see pretty well with bigger eye holes than I had, but I mean like that mask is not ear holes. Bro, bro can't hear shit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I got to understand Michael a little bit more uh, by wearing that head around for a while. Uh, but how, but how, how about yourself? I, I know, I know, you, I know you're, you kind of mentioned it in the last podcast, but remind the listeners. I honestly don't remember what I said last time, too. So, listeners, uh, you're going to double dose of that. Uh, yeah, no, my partner and I, we dressed up as Wirt and Greg from Over the Garden Wall. Uh, we took a few pictures on that front. The only problem was we did have a co- uh, Halloween uh, company costume contest. Uh, we took our pictures on Thursday afternoon just because that was the way the timing worked out in terms of the arrival of the costumes. And she's a business traveler, so it was like the only time. And my company um, closed the contest at 11 a.m. that day, so we were a few hours late and i'm like no and then i saw like the winners for that particular contest and i was just like oh, i totally could have won <laughs> i mean but 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 does using your partner as an accessory for your costume is, is that is that is that like fair is that legal um i mean we won last year we were uh linking a chicken so um, i mean i don't know I think, I think that's a little unfair <laughs> you know it, it's like it's like when uh when you know people go on to the the mass singer or whatever you know it's one person versus a, a trio of people singing like is that is that really equitable or equal listen i haven't been argued with yet besides you um i have not been judged about this before so i will continue to uh um, objectify my girlfriend in that way <laughs> okay all right all right you know what? As, as long as you're honest about it but you know we, we also want, want to give a quick shout out though to uh the runner-ups for our reboot ween because there's a lot this year. You know, we also had um, Texas Chainsaw Reboot. We had, mm-hmm. what well, actually, which would have, so the other guests that maybe people were banking on, if it, the, the, you know, the three people who listened to us were probably banking on uh, Hocus Pocus 2, because that is like a reboot sequel. It is in October. So, you know, that, that would have fit. And probably, you know, was much more high profile than <laughs> um, uh, than uh, this movie was. Um Though I did just see an ad the other day when I was watching, because uh, the new Bleach series is out, and I'm a nerd, so I was watching it, and there's an ad before it for Hocus Pocus, being like, mm-hmm. man, Hocus Pocus 2 is better than the original, and I was just, just like threw up on the ground, and I was like, no, terrible <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, wait, have you seen Hocus Pocus 2 yet? I have not. Honestly, I have no desire to. Like, I saw the first Hocus Pocus movie. I thought it was cute. I thought it was fine, but it never, like, gripped me, and it, it's one of those things, like, you ever... It, it, have you ever, like, been... What's the best way to explain this? It's, like, pop too popular, but it's the same type. It's not the right type of popular. It's, like, the hot topic popular. Like, mm-hmm. if something becomes super, super popular at hot topic, that makes me not want to engage in that particular part of the fandom anymore. And yeah. I, I get it. Like, I, I, I'm part of so many series that have an absolutely obnoxious fan base. Like, I watch Rick and Morty, um, but <laughs> that's kind of how it goes down for me and i was just like yeah i'm really not interested in you know the disneyfication of this second movie even though the first one was a disney movie but it's just different eras. yeah just different era it doesn't really interest me personally i'm sure it's a fine movie it wasn't apparently got not according to you okay <laughs> it wasn't a fine movie um but yeah that's that's kind of how it goes for me mm. yeah, I, so, get that. I have not seen like, it yet like it's honestly it's it's really it's it's nothing special it's like uh even though the woman who I, a woman who i work with who like loves halloween stuff like loves the like i i watched it as a kid so i was excited for it just because like you know it was a fun kids movie uh she was like like the first day i asked her about it, like oh what'd you think she's like oh it was really good she really liked it and then i saw her the next week like though basically like i think i asked her on friday what she thought and then on, like on monday i asked her and she's like no she was really bad and like she had like come to the fact <laughs> that it was like not a good it was like she wanted it to be good so bad she's like it was terrible and like and like mm-hmm. later on every time she hears that she doesn't mention that she's like this fucking movie is a disgrace and i was like oh there we go <laughs> 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 that's that's what happens over time you, you know you just, you just get sour um mm-hmm. though actually i did want to throw out a quick disclaimer uh I feel like I, I came off very neg- negative about Halloween Ends, and I, I don't think it's a good movie. But in, in thinking about this movie we're about to review, um, <laughs> no, and I, I'm not I'm not saying I think it's better. I'm saying I'm holding I think, my tongue. I think part of the part of the reason that I'm I'm coming down hard on this movie is this is a movie with a lot of clout. It is a movie with a lot of uh, history behind it. A pretty like, you know, an okay budget. Like obviously, you know, it was like twenty million, so it's not big. Uh, 
but you know that it was a very big production like a, you know that, that it was like a triple a game essentially uh you know we're about to review an indie so i think you know those are the reviews on different levels so i'm just i think i'm gonna come out more positive on this movie than i did on halloween and 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 that's and like i know that i'm gonna say before you know get too much into it i know that objectively halloween ends is a better movie but <laughs> i expect more from it you know i i expect you know i i I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm just disappointed. You know, it's like that, you know, like you, you did mm-hmm. me wrong. Halloween ends. But this mm-hmm. movie, you know, this is like that, that, you know, that rambunctious kid at, you know, it's like your child who does you bad versus like, you know, that, that person who's trying their best and like trips, you know, it's the difference. Yeah. It's like picturing a career artist versus a five-year-old's macaroni painting. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I just wanted to throw that disclaimer that I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to probably be more positive about this movie than, uh, then you know uh is fair if these were you know if these were put on completely equal terms but they're just really not um yeah uh, and actually, definitely when we talk about that i definitely have stuff to say there too sorry go and, ahead and the, so the last thing i wanted to say um is i meant to mention this last time what did you think about the and this is maybe going back too far for you what did you think about the <laughs> opening sequence for blumhouse nowadays because I, I fucking love that little like ooh, opening ooh. that was the best part of it, halloween ends for me the little opening, like the Blumhouse logo opening, where it like flashes through all the different movies they've made, like Insidious, Sinister. Uh, I don't remember that at all, oh. honestly. So I can't, I can't give you anything on that. Look, look it up online later. It's it's like a, okay. it's a it's just a short little you know the Blumhouse intro, and it's just like flashes through all their movies, but like through like a like a, a back pan through, and you, as you pan back, you see like you know you go through, you go by like the red faced demon from Insidious and stuff. It's oh yeah yeah Halloween. I'm looking fucking, at it right now. It's beautiful. There's I love the it. Purge. Best part of the movie. I'm not gonna lie. This is good. Who's Bathtub Lady? It follows Bathtub Lady. Yeah, I I, I just did the motion logo right now. There's a lady There's a in bathtub the bathtub. Lady. There's a big um, lady in the bathtub. Well, it might not be a lady. It might not be. I'm just seeing a hand. Bat- lady in the bathtub by herself. Um, I'm not sure. Let me. Yeah, let me here uh, we go. I'll send it on over to you. You send it to me. Okay, good. Good. Because I, I got I got to see. That's pretty bathtub. good, actually. I do like that. Right, I, I feel like it was just it's create. Like, I feel like we don't get really nice one of those anymore. Or ones that like, kind of make sense. We get like you know. The one of the guy who shoots an arrow through like axes. You're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Bathtub mm-hmm. lady. Let me see this. All right, I see this. Oh, it's saw. It's it's saw. It's a bathtub and saw. Mm-hmm. Was you that know, Blumhouse? Uh, um, I, is no, it Blumhouse? It so, saw saw was like 2006, wasn't it? Blumhouse didn't even exist back then. Is but isn't it now though? I thought it was. No, owned by Blumhouse. I don't think so. I don't know. One of the comments says. Halloween, Get Out, The Purge, Happy Death Day, Black Klansman, The Black Phone, Puka, The Gift, Insidious, Paranormal Activity, Sinister, and Whiplash. Wait, the drums. Bl- Black Phone was in there? Oh, Black, no, Black, I don't see Black Phone is that. Um, the Black Phone because of, duh, The Black Phone. The, actually, we just watched The Black Phone this, this, um, this weekend. It was pretty good. I, um, I, I read the short you. story uh, on our... Um, when Lindsay and I, I don't know if it was on our honeymoon or not, uh, I picked up the book when we were out, uh, and it was it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, but now, now you just have me wondering, and because I, I feel like I should know this, and it angers me that I don't. <laughs> my, my, my mind says it's just said that, but I'm I, I'm trying to search. Wait, where did bathtub Blumhouse? That's not that's just someone pictured bathtubs. Anyway, we can table that for now. All as we talk, as we discuss the movie, I will secretly try to find out what what it is. Um, I just assume you're that it was be like half an hour into this podcast, and you're going to be like, "Fuck, what is that bathtub?" I, I, it's it's gonna bother me. Um, my, my mind just said that because like, um, oh, what's the name of, of uh, the guy? Because you know they wake up they wake up in the bathtubs in the beginning of Saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I, that's it's, why I just assumed. Uh, Carriels and everyone is it Carriels? Yeah, Rabbit and Mentites. Yeah, Carriels. Uh huh. Yeah. So now now and I'm... other dude. <laughs> other dude. Who's the other? Who's the other yeah, dude? other dude. I don't remember the other actor's name. I don't think he did anything. Uh, do, 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 do. God, I'm so angry now. I want to know what it is. Oh, wait, no. He's been in uh, yeah, Dead Silence, Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2. I didn't realize that was the same guy. Interesting. All right, he seems like he's doing all right for himself. Adam in the first saw. The other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's, he had the director. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn, okay, no. gotcha. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool, actually. No, I just want to know. I keep seeing all these things where they're like, <laughs> there are so many Easter eggs. But what are the Easter eggs? Tell me. Because now, now that this isn't what it is, it makes me so mad. Sounds good. What else could it be? Um, other, other news, just in is kind of horror movie Llorona? news. Llorona? Um, I did see Barbarian last night. Okay, all right. Andrew's got lost yes. in his own little bathtub world right here. So I'm going to talk to you directly, the audience, just for a little bit uh, while Andrew kind of focuses on that. Uh, so a Barbarian the other night. That was wonderful. 
that was really really good uh definitely one of those movies the less you know about it the better uh so but i would definitely recommend it if you're looking for a good horror thriller uh very very good movie and i know andrew really loved it too uh andrew are you back with us yeah i can't figure it out i'm just gonna have to i'm gonna have to i like i freeze framed and i can't see anything i don't, I don't i'm angry anyway yeah no it, it was great but it was an awesome movie Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and talk to um, Brian Blumhouse after this, and hopefully he'll be able to uh, kind of give us uh, give us a little bit more indication on that bathtub. Wait, anyway, uh, let's go into Bring It On. Okay. Yeah, well, no, I just made that up. Oh, God damn it. I, I thought it was like I have Dan no or something. Idea where the name I want to say Dan. I have no Michael. idea. I just want the alliteration. Okay. All right. I, I do like, like that you call him. <laughs> it was a joke, Andrew. It was a joke. No, no. It's, uh, it's, kind of, it's canonical now. <laughs> Billy Blumhouse. <laughs> Bartholomew Blumhouse. There we go. His name is Bartholomew Blumhouse. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Call him Bart. Uh-huh. Damn it, Bart. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about uh, Bring It On. So, Dan, what is your what, what is your history? Because this is this is the seventh film in the Bring It On franchise. And and to be clear, this is yes. not like this is not a reboot. This is not a new co- continuity. That most of the films I don't believe are really uh, you know they, they don't connect. To, they're not interconnected really. Um, so while it is the seventh, it's not like they, they're not saying that this rewrites anything. It's just like I guess in the uh, bring it on universe, which mm-hmm. is the thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so I'll go through each of the Brendan on movies and I'll tell you whether I've seen it or not. Uh, Brendan on one, I saw, I saw that way back in like 2004, 2005 ish. Um, it was a uh, date night with my girlfriend at the time. And I don't remember much about it, if anything at all, to be quite honest. Um, so that was the first one. Second one, Brendan on again. I did not see. Third one, Brennan All or on All or Nothing. I did not see. Fourth one, Brennan on In It to Win It. Did not see that one. Uh, but the fifth one, Brennan on Fight to Finish. I also did not see that one. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Brennan on Worldwide Cheer Smack. And that one, I can tell you, dear listeners, I did not see as well. Um, additionally, there was also the Brennan on Musical. And that one was interesting because I did not see that one either. So I am zero for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Yes. One zero seven. or one for seven in terms of brand one for eight before musical, this particular one. Yeah. Wow. What, 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 what a great history. <laughs> yes, definitely. How about you, Andrew? I know you're a big Brennan on expert. I'm, 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 I'm the biggest Brennan on fan. I, you know, I've, uh, you are ready to bring it to this Brennan on discussion. Get like, it. The only, the only thing that surpasses the number of alien novels I have the number of brain on novelizations i have <laughs> and you know they're they're amazing they're uh yeah you know classic really gripping characters and story um the you know the the shared universe between them is you know really deep and, and there's a lot going on um but i i've seen the first one um i when, when i was a kid um i don't remember anything about it really i, I remember that kirsten dunst is in it um and i i've seen i i can't remember so like I, I, I'm sure, I, I think I'm assuming that we we watched it because um, my you know my sisters rented it or something. Uh, I'm not sure if we watched the second one. I was aware of Bring It On again, uh, so I think that we may have seen that at some point. Uh, we may have rented it from the video store. Um, Bring It On, All or Nothing. I knew of just from uh, Hayden Penetary when she got the hero's role. People were like, "Oh, it's you know the, the cheerleaders oh, yeah, Bring yeah. It On." Um, so I, I knew that, um, and I listened to the musical. Uh, uh, partly in prep for this. My sister mentioned that it was pretty pretty good, um, and I listened to it pretty recently. Actually, I got the head of the facilities for the district that I work at. Uh, he does all, you know, manage all the custodians to listen to it, too. And he, like, called me. So he's into musicals, and they are talking about it one day that it came out. And then he calls me later on the day, and you can hear it playing in the background. And he, like, gave me his thoughts <laughs> on, on, like, how it, on, like, how, what it sounded like. And, you know, the music. That's kind of like Heather's, you know, there's kind of like these new age musicals going on. And, like, gave me a breakdown of his thoughts on it. <laughs> so, uh the musical is okay. I, it sounds like, um, based on like what I've read from descriptions of, it seems like it's kind of maybe a mashup a little bit of um, some elements from the first and the third film. Um, so it's it's a kind of unique. It's it's not it does, it's not like Heather's or um, Mean Girls where it's a direct adaptation. Um, it takes some liberties, which I think is good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know, it's the musical. Like the music is kind of catching. There's some good songs in there. I'm I want to listen to it more to kind of get the story of it. You know. I, if it's one of those musicals where I, I probably oh, I can find a cam somewhere on of it, um, but yeah, that, that's uh, this is definitely the one that I will remember the most probably. Uh, Cheer or die. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Britain on the musical has music by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, bro. Huh? 
Didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Jelly. Cool. 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 All right. Well, I do like that, dude. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I might have to check that one out then. Uh, but yeah, no, this is, I've had very limited exposure to the Brain and On series. And from what I understand, it was kind of a dead series at this point. It was one of those movies that just like everyone I knew saw it at some point, but nobody had any strong opinions on it. It was just one of those things that they kind of watched it asleep over and that was it. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm definitely not the right demographic for it, but uh, I think it's very similar to the Step Up franchise, here. where like they, the Step Up like Step Up One came out. I think that was one of like Channing Tatum or something, and I, I yeah, never yeah, saw yeah. it, but like I knew it existed. And then like you know you kind of look away for a couple minutes, you look back, and there's like eight of them, and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's like Step Up to the Limit, Step Up Back, <laughs> Step Up, Stomp the Ground, and you're like, what the fuck? Like you know, like I, I feel like I don't know like what you call these like dance athletic movie movies where they can just kind of be like it's all about a competition and we can eat up some screen time with them dancing seems to be like a profitable situation uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is we didn't really have that much we did not have a lot for for a movie called bring it on cheer or die there was not a lot of cheering i thought i felt i, um, I disagree with you on that front i think there was a very adequate amount of cheering in this movie i, I could have used more cheering i i the cheer the cheer fight at the end was gold cheer fight amazing yes. uh, i want uh-huh. i want i want cheer fighting to be a real thing um now, now back world. to series with just an ungodly amount of sequels. I still think the two that hold the crown are the Airbud series, which is currently sitting at twelve. Uh, are we films? counting Air Buddies and, and Santa Pups? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's, there's not only okay, so there's five in the regular Airbud series. Um, then there's also, gosh, fourteen more in the Air Buddy series. Uh, I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven more in the Air Buddy series for 14 total. And then there's also the Santa Paws series, which has two of them as well. So there are 14 movies total in the Air Buddy series. Um, and then the other one is the Land Before Time series, which I think is I think it's like 12. more than 14 at this point. I'm pretty sure there's more 14. We have, ooh, exactly 14. Holy ooh, shit. They're neck and neck. Now, I feel like Air Bud probably has a couple of... Uh... Other spinoffs we just don't know about that are probably taking the you know bump it over a little bit. Though admittedly, mm. Land Before Time you know it goes on its own merits. It doesn't it doesn't have Dino Buddies. It's just all Land Before Time. So maybe maybe we, you know yeah. does Airbud actually continue or does Treasure Buddies you know or Spooky Buddies do any of those really count as Airbud films? Mm-hmm. Are they part of their own separate spinoff series? I think they'd only that, work if Airbud uh, was their dad because then it'd be yeah, like Naruto so. to Boruto. You know, uh-huh. you know it's the series about about Air Buddy's dad. I guess uh, so, yeah. Um, I do have a quick little Airbud anecdote before we go on into Brendan on Sure Die, and we are we are fully stalling for time here because <laughs> we have nothing to say about this movie, honestly. Um, but I do remember in um, so I play Dungeons and Dragons with a whole bunch of people, and I'm playing through uh, Curse of Strahd right now, which a few people as a player, um, which is basically D and D's version of Dracula. It's very gothic horror, very spooky. You know, you see your dead body hanging from a tree, and then the vampire Strahd does that to you know kind of torment you and shit like that um anyway at one point we adopted a dog basically and uh we were heading into a dungeon a strad's lair actually and it was you know obviously very high risk the dog was not a fighter so we're just like okay we need to go ahead and put this dog in a safe place uh because otherwise the dm is definitely going to kill that dog Mm. and (laughs) so the way i described it was i was just like okay we went to a nearby village we found a person to take care of the dog we're going to go ahead and lead and then the dm is just like the dog starts to follow you and i'm like okay crap well have you ever seen Airbud? Remember the scene where he's just like, just go, just go. That's basically what my character is doing right now. And everyone at the table was just like, oh, God, God damn, why would you bring that up? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I could have brought the part, the part where Mufasa dies in The Lion King, too. But I decided to go with that one. See, that's, uh, I always try to reference that scene anytime I, I want somebody to leave. I'm like, go, get out of here. I don't, I don't love you anymore. Get out. <laughs> People are just like, what? <laughs> You know, maybe I threw a basketball would make more sense. I threw a basketball into the water. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's no, there's no rules that say a dog can't play basketball. The, the Dan, um, anyway, did you know yeah. uh, more Airbud news? Did you know that um, Airbud had a TV series, which also has a spinoff series called Super Pups and Pups with the Z, and it's all these dogs in superhero costumes. Um, so maybe Airbud does win. Um, just want to talk. Close, yeah. I, I might need to watch this actually because they all look great. It looks like the Cats and Dogs movie. Um, which was a classic. Um, oh, the cats versus dogs. Yeah, yeah, so good. What a what a great what a great live action terrible movie. 
Okay, so we have, hang on, I, I just got to, before we jump in, Brendan on Church, we got to talk about Airbud. So in the Airbud film series, dear listeners, we have the original Airbud, which was basketball. We have Airbud Golden Receiver, which is football. football. We have Airbud World Pup, which is... Um, soccer. Uh, soccer, yep. Um, I was going to make a football versus American football joke, but here. I couldn't think of one. Uh, then we have Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch, which is baseball. And then we have Airbud Spikes Bat, which is volleyball. Um... I don't know. I, I would think there would be other sports before that. Yeah, like, I, I think they would. Yeah, rugby. Or I, I think they would get into, like, I don't know, extreme skateboarding or something like that before they would do Airbud Spikes. That, that, that's already a movie, I think. There, there's already a movie about a dog who skateboards. Oh, damn it. All right. Um, so, anyway, than that, then we have Air Buddies, which is with the puppies. Uh, we have Snow Buddies, which takes place in Alaska. We have Space Buddies, which they go to space. We have Santa Buddies. Here comes Santa Paws slash the legend of Santa Paws. I guess Ooh, they he's a legend. decide on a name. Yeah. Uh, spooky Buddies. Treasure Buddies, which is the Indiana Jones adventure film. Super Buddies, which is the superhero film. Um, the Search for Santa Paws, which I guess was the sequel to... Oh, wait, no, it's a prequel to Santa Buddies. Oh. And Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pops, which is the very latest in the Airbuds uh, yeah, Air series. Uh, but you're not, you didn't mention either of the TV shows. What's this? I don't know. There's, there's like a Pet Academy. Pup Academy is an Airbud series. I'm, I'm not saying it on the Wikipedia page. It's, look it up, bro. Pup Academy. I'm not. I'm not. Pup, Pup Academy? Is, Pup. That, is that like officially sanctioned by the Airbud creators? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like Airbud Presents Pup Academy. Airbud Presents Pup Academy. Yeah. No, the, the official Airbud logo was on there and everything. Huh. Interesting. These, and these Very pups cool. wear shirts and letterman jackets. That one has I a diploma. The Wikipedia article. That'll this, be my contribution. This husky has a little vest. Knowledge. Yeah. Damn. Pup Academy. That sounds loot. Yeah. Now, do they have the Harry Potter spinoff, or like the pups learn how to cast magic and shit like that, and they have their like little uh, wands inside their mouth, and then they just kind of go on it. Oh my god! What if there's like a scene in the TV show where someone is playing fetch? Like, okay, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. So. We have uh, Magic Buddies, which is basically just, you know, fancy magical school Airbud movie. Um, the way they discover that it's a wizard is um, the uh, kid who um, is the dog's uh, owner uh, goes on and starts tossing sticks around in like the forest or some shit like that, and then picks up one that <gasps> the camera zooms in on. And it's a magical wand, and then he tosses it, and then the dog catches it, and then like sparks shoot out. And then that's when the. Um, Airbud Hagrid comes on in and is like, "You're a wizard, Airbud." He's like a big newfie. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god!" Yeah. And, then, and then imagine like the Voldemort character can be like a hairless like dog, and then but then he can, no, like... no, 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 hairless cat. I was Has thinking to be that, a hairless but, cat. But I think you know they have the same species. They're all buddies. You know, it's, he's he's not a buddy anymore. He's a caddy. You know, or a, a meowy, a kitty. Yeah, you know, whatever. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but I'm thinking because it, if it's still a dog though. And his horcruxes, he like pees on them. That's how he marks his territory. He marks like he pees on everybody or on a hairy buddy, and that's what you know. That's how he, he lightning bolts him with his pee. <laughs> Good stuff. Anyway, um, what we're talking about, Brennan. I guess this episode's about that one. Uh, yeah, Brennan sure dies. So uh, yeah, they decided. Sci-fi decided to reboot the series as a horror movie because why the fuck not? Um, Andrew, what did you think about Brennan sure dies? For what it was, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I, um, I, I watched an interview with the director, and they're talking about how, like, you know, they they had, they had to kind of like, they had they had to maintain the PG thirteen. So that's why it's not a lot of gore and stuff. Um, that mm-hmm. was the directive, and that they, um, you know, they wanted horror elements. They still want to be bringing on. So that's why they didn't go too far into the horror genre. Uh, you know, they didn't, didn't lean too heavily into it. Basically, like the, like the, the what they were told to do was like do like. Uh, Bring it on beginning, horror in the middle, and bring it on back at the end was kind of the, her goal. Uh, and I think she did that really well. Like, I I would rather watch this than Halloween Ends. <laughs> um, <laughs> and again, I, I objectively know it is a worse movie, but it's just, it, like, it, it, it captured perfectly to me, like, what, like, a later sequel, like, um, Friday the 13th movie should do. Like, you meet a cast of characters, you don't really care about them too much, they go there they start getting killed off they fight the villain at the end they leave like it, it, it hit all those elements perfectly like this could have been like a, a late you know a late sequel to a major franchise which it is uh but i, I thought like it, it met that need for me very well so i enjoyed it mm-hmm. how about you gotcha um yeah i wasn't a fan honestly like it felt i i get what you're saying in terms of yeah it, it, it definitely is very very pg-13 horror and honestly i would 
argue it might even be PG horror. Like there was barely any gore in here at all. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I, I it, it was it's a weird mix between like you know because it is a sci-fi channel original movie, so there's like a non-existent budget. It's you know this is the production company that does like Sharknado and shit like that, so that's kind of the same level in terms of what you're dealing with. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it just. It felt like a weird cross between a Sci-Fi Channel original movie and a Disney Channel original movie as yeah, well. Like there were a lot of big Disney Channel vibes on this one, and I was just like, "Huh, yeah, I could, I, I, I could see this being cleaned up into like a PG horror movie, then you know, put on Disney Channel or something like that." Um, but yeah, honestly, th- there were some scenes in there that I did enjoy. Like the last third, I did enjoy. I liked the climax, basically everything until the dance off at the very, very end. On, I did enjoy. Um, there were some elements of this film I enjoyed, but I was just bored the most of the way through. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I, it's hard to talk about this movie just because there's really not much there. Um, but do you want to talk about the premise, I guess? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so, the, so the premise of this movie, um, it opens up with, I think, a better cold open than uh, Halloween Ends. <laughs> <laughs> of um, a cheer competition uh, where a girl who does not want to be lifted, um, basically this... this uh, um, what are, what are they called? The Devilies? No. What are they? The what what what's what's their name? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So they they have a name that's literally the devil somehow. Um. They um. They're they're a true comp. They're they're losing. So they're like you know what about our secret move? And the girl um basically doesn't want to do it because um she uh doesn't like being like lift up and, and doesn't feel like secure. Doesn't think they practice enough. Um. So they they do the they do the trick and the lead cheerleader. Uh, basically, who doesn't like this girl kind of pushes her off, so the girl falls and breaks her neck and dies. Um, mm-hmm. And then we cut to like a good num- number amount of time later, and we have this other cheer squad at the, at the same school, but they don't. They're not allowed because of that incident so many years ago. They're not allowed to do lifts. They're not allowed to get up their feet off the ground because the principal doesn't want anybody to get hurt. Um, so they decide that to you know they, they see other teams doing these lifts. They want to be good, so they decide to go off campus to an old abandoned school uh, for the weekend. They go stay in, practice these moves that are not allowed to practice on campus because that was the principal stipulation, um, and then you know get ready for the comp and then whip them out of the comp. Uh, they go there and uh, they they go there. They get dropped off. They um, start practicing and then slowly they begin dying one by one. Mm-hmm. Great premise, great yeah. movie, classic movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Honestly, it is. Yeah, uh, standard slasher set in an abandoned high school, which honestly didn't seem that abandoned. Like, it was very much a, okay, people just left for the weekend, and we'll just toss a few chairs in the corner, that sort of thing, and turn the lighting down a little bit. Like, I, I never got the sense that this was any sort of abandoned high school at that point. Yeah, um, I was wondering, did it, did it close down because of that incident? Because that'd be really weird. I assume that it's just they just updated, upgraded schools at some point, you know, they were, but they yeah. haven't repurposed it. Like, maybe it's going to become, like, a recreation hall, and they just hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm, definitely. But it does not look like the spooky, abandoned sort of thing that they're taking care of, or they're trying to set it up to be on that front. Um, but yeah, uh, after that, they kind of get picked off one by one for a while. Um, the twist at the ends, if... Spoilers, spoilers, about, Dan. You gotta, you yeah, gotta not yeah, spoilers. If you, if you, if you <laughs> care about the Brendan on plot. Um, but yeah, it turns out that the killer is actually a set of twin girls uh, who were the daughters of the mother who was killed in the opening and the, the, our protagonist the daughters, is the, the daughters of the twin of the mother who was killed okay gotcha yeah so they're their nieces her nieces of the girls who were killed yes so their aunt was the one who was killed in the opening and then the head tier the cheerleader our protagonist was the daughter yep. was it the daughter of the uh cheerleader who did the murdering um so it's very much a kind of, you know, cheerleading killed us all and we're going to get revenge on you. Ha 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 ha. Um, there's a weird horror movie angle to it, too, where, like, there's a checklist of, like, all the stereotypes, like the jock, the slut, the final girl, that sort of thing. Um, and they get points for it, which doesn't really come back into play. And I thought that was very ham-fisted on in there in terms of, oh, it's a horror movie. We're going to go ahead and do that. Um, I loved it. It was great classic yeah I, I i i don't like if they had set it up that the twins were like super super into horror movies or something like that i think they would have but it just kind of comes out of left field it's like okay great i guess they, they, they like horror movies um well, i think i think they're basing off that trope in other movies uh, like the, the, the you know the sex list they mentioned of like having list people to, like you know to, to bang on the cheer squad I, I think it was more pulling from that kind of like thing so it wasn't that they were super into horror it was that they were like parodying the check off girls you've had sex with on the team essentially kind of thing um but yeah 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 uh but yeah that's pretty much it 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. What, what, what do we want to talk about here in terms of, like, scenes that really stuck out to you or anything like that? Yeah, like, um, I don't know. Like, like I, I know that the, this is a sci-fi movie. The actors aren't great. But I, I thought, honestly, they did a pretty good job. I think, you know, some of them were kind of ham-fisted. Like the um, the Ditz girl, or the you know, the, I think they call her like the Ditz or something like that in the um, as her ranking or whatever she is. You know, her jokes weren't great all the time. She was like needlessly dumb, written dumb. Uh, but at the same time, like she had some funny lines, which I, I enjoyed. Like I thought, I don't know. For me, this movie just kind of hit what it was trying to do. Um, but in, in terms of like you know the kills, like we said, the kills are pretty PG. Like are there anyone are there ones that kind of stood out to you? Not really. No. no. Like, there was a lot of cutting away. Uh, the bear trap, I guess, that kind of stuck out to me on that Was front. that a bear trap? Uh, what the fuck was that? Because there, yeah. no, there were no teeth on it. I, I assumed it wasn't an actual bear trap. I assumed she was stepping on something else and thought it was a bear trap because she's supposed to be like, this stupid character. But I was like, but then later on, the guy's like, she has a bear trap on her leg. And I was like, oh, I thought that was, like, something else and she was just an idiot. Because it doesn't look like... It looks I'm wondering like, if that's just, like, a variety of bear trap that I'm not aware of. Like, it's just a teethless bear trap or something like that. Because um, it, it had the same principles as a bear trap, it just didn't have any teeth. So, yeah, maybe, like, yeah, maybe there's some other like I don't know, like why not make it a mouse trap? Because they're like an abandoned building, you know, make it something else that they could that you know would feasibly be there. Um, that, that that part's weird to me. Um, but yeah, there, there weren't really. I thought the um, the compression sleeve, the the cuff, the blood pressure cuff kill was pretty good. That was kind of cool. Girl yeah. who got who got that wrapped around her neck and tightened. <laughs> Um, yeah, but again, it was just one of those things where like we didn't really see anything. Like I remember it was so dark, and I was just like, okay, I guess they're they're doing that. Okay, cool. They're going to cut away at the last moment to save on budget. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. Well, and I didn't get why the so um so the killers in this uh, a, a lot of the film they're they're wearing the devil mascot costume, mm-hmm. and I didn't get why they were throwing kunai. They had or like no, yeah, sure you can kunai. Which one? Which one's the the blade with the ring at the end of it? Yeah, it's a kunai. kunai? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They had these kunai. And were throwing them at people. <laughs> and like, what? Why? Why are you? Why did they have those of all things? And nobody's seen. Nobody's like. What? Like, I feel like I don't know. I, I know. Obviously, they're being hunted in your, you know, life in that situation. But I think if someone threw a kunai at me, if someone dressed in a big, like, fuzzy mascot costume threw a fucking kunai at me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they miss so many. They miss so many times. Like, they, they very rarely hit who they're throwing them at, and it's kind of funny. I mean, um, they are in a very, very big devil costume i can imagine we were talking about plastic masks at the very masks at the very top of this episode you know i can't imagine what it'd be like in that yeah well i just i, I just said killers in movies are you know usually more apt but i guess that kind of works because i feel like these killers aren't very great and we kind of get that a lot like they really aren't good at their job <laughs> mm-hmm. um i don't know um any, any characters that sit out to you not particularly one thing that i did really like in this movie though is just it, it it did a good job at being inclusive, but at the same time not like being, uh, for lack of a better word, preachy about it. Or so not even not even preachy about it. That's a bad word to use. Um, but just like it, it felt natural in terms of yeah, there were gay characters in here. Uh, there were moments of feminism in here. Like I, I really liked when the girl was just like, oh yeah, we're we're good to you know explore our bodies, but on our our, on our own terms. And I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you go, girl, you do that. Um, <laughs> So I felt like there was some dialogue in there, which made me think, you know, what the demographic this is intended for. Because this movie, I feel, is definitely intended for, like, those tween sort of age where they're curious about horror movies, but they don't want to really, really get into something terribly gory or that sort of thing, too. So I felt like it did a pretty good job in terms of providing examples and providing context and providing those life lessons that are uh, good for it. So director knew its audience, I thought so. Yeah, no. Uh, But in terms of characters themselves. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go no, that was it. Okay, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, like, like I agree. I, th- I think the director like what, what I really liked about this. I think she really like. Um, I, I think part of what I enjoyed about the movie is very positive. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know this is like obviously like, the Disney Channel original part, but like you know the end. Like a lot of it is about them coming together as a team, and like you like so you know so the 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 climax of this film is the title. Basically, these two killers reveal themselves. They get one of this. They get this girl who who hurt her ankle. And they have like a, a knife to her neck, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna play a game where you have to do these cheer moves that uh, you know, practicing. And if you can't do it, I don't know if they're threatening to kill the girl or kill the person. I, I didn't quite understand mm-hmm. that. I assumed it was the girl because how are they gonna get at the person, really? Uh, yeah, that's like a dim. But it, you know, it's the scene where they're like, do a triple backflip and, and three leg raises, and and uh, you know, you you assume what's gonna happen is like they're gonna like 
you know, fuck up. Somebody, you know, one person to do it well, one person to kind of come close, one person to die, you know. And they all fucking nail it, which is great. And I love the one guy who's like the guy who doesn't talk. Like, so everyone else goes up and they're like, I can't do this. Oh, I'm so horrid. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. And this one guy just goes up and he's like, okay. And like takes off his jacket, does it, you know, uh, like, <laughs> and like get, walks away. And he's great. Um, but then, then they have this like fight scene, uh, you know, they, they get a little, uh, they, you know, one of the, our main character um, earlier stole a uh, the blade from a paper cutter and like attacks one of the girls with it. And they get in this fight and they have this like scene where they're like, as the captain, she tells them like, you know, do this kickflip, do this neat uh, toe touchers and stuff to fight them off. And it's cheesy as all fuck. But like, I feel like you kind of, I know, I kind of get caught up in like the like, oh, like look at them working together. It's, um, what's that other movie where, uh, where there's teamwork or there's, like, fuck, it's a. Oh, have you seen um, have you seen uh, Keanu, uh, the Key and Peele movie? Keanu? No, I did not. Ah, damn! Like, is that, there's mm-hmm. a scene, scene where um, uh, uh Key Michael Key, like uh, he's he's like a dad character, and he's teaching these like uh, drug dealers about like working together and stuff. And at the end, they all like mm. they're all working together, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so proud of them!" And I, like, it was like that. It's like, <laughs> look at them working together. Look at them like using their they're they're cheerleading moves to beat up these two killers <laughs> it was just it was so preposterous but it was such like a fun thing you can tell that like you know the movie was just having fun you know it wasn't yeah a, i a, definitely sorry. i definitely agree with that i feel like especially the end credit scene where they show a lot of behind the scenes footage this seemed like a movie where uh, everyone was having fun while making it yeah so. and it didn't, didn't have like a full opinion they didn't have a big opinion of itself like i feel like the difference between this and Halloween Ends, like, you know, is that Halloween Ends, again, is, is more of a prestige film. Not prestige, but, you know, prestige horror to a degree. But then thinking about this and, like, you know, what I might relate it more to and what we've done so recently um, will be Jeepers Creepers. Is, like, Jeepers Creepers, I didn't feel like they were having fun. I feel like they were, they were like, they they were oddly serious about it. it like, I feel like this, mm-hmm. they they had the attitude that the, that the staff of Halloween Ends had, but with the budget of uh share or die and it was like this really weird movie where you're like you guys this is like play the ridiculousness of it that would be fun but they really don't and this movie does this movie like like you mentioned that that i actually really liked i watched like, all the credits because i really enjoyed seeing them kind of like practice at the end at the end credits of the film there's um they're all doing cheer practice and like i i meant to look it up because i don't know because a lot of people have very few acting credits but it seems like these people might actually be cheerleaders that some of the actors might be because they were doing the they were doing the dances with them they were you know doing all the choreography with them which i'm sure is normal um, but it, it seemed very natural and it like, and I feel like that kind of that, the joking around that they were doing, you know, uh, in this practice, I think really kind of bled into the film. So I think they had great chemistry and like, even there were, um, like even like kind of weird scenes, like where the, um, the druggy guy dies and he like has that little speech. How he's like, we're all just drops in the ocean and like, you know, <laughs> but I can see whatever. And like he has this really weird, like philosophical speech as he's like dying from an ax wound to the head. And you're just like, this is out of nowhere, but like, I kind of liked it. I was like, I was here for it. And then the girl seems really sad when he dies. And it's like, you guys don't think I've said a word to each other this entire fucking movie, but like, you feel kind of sad for this girl who's who like, when this guy dies and I'm like, and I don't know if they implied they had a relationship, these two, I don't think they did, but like, like, I don't think, I don't think anywhere in the context prior we had that, but like, there was this weird like moment between them and it just, I don't know, it. I, I don't know. I felt for this movie. I felt like, like I don't, I, I don't know why, <laughs> um, but it just, it just felt very honest. And I think that was, that's what endeared me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like I said before, it, it, it definitely, I agree with you there in terms of, it felt very honest. It felt very fun on that front. Um, everyone knew what they were making. It was very tongue in cheek. I just, I felt it wasn't as clever as it should have been. Honestly, like there are ways to do these low budget, cheesy movies that, you know, have, still are pretty clever, have a lot of heart and into it. And this one, I just don't feel like it hit that mark on that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to go back to your earlier comment about there not being enough cheerleading in this movie because, um, yeah, I completely disagree with you there. I think there was cheerleading all over the place. Like, not only were there the mo- several montages at the very, very beginning, we had the end credit scene, we had the dance-off at the very end, uh, but we had the training inner space through it as well. And then also the finale, too, you know, when we did the drop, or she did the drop, got over her fear of heights to escape the... Uh, the the, the 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 villain at this point um yeah i felt it was very interspaced everything like there were every single scene had some sort of reference to cheerleading in there oh no see i i, I agree with that i i love the way that they use cheerleading like in, in different ways and kind of you know show that these people's skills applied in other situations so that, which i thought was really clever um i just mean like like the, the cheer like 
actual like I I just remember I remember bringing on them having like scenes of them like at cheerleading in context of cheerleading not like outside of it i feel like there's a lot of out outside of cheerleading context in this like cheerleading outside of cheerleading but mm-hmm. not a lot of like there's the opening and the ending i think we're the only times we see them like actually cheerleading essentially um oh like professional like actual cheerleading cheerleading yeah yeah like, like I, I mean i just mean like because you know the other movie competition um movies so no I, I, I prefer this much more i was just saying that i feel like that for the bring it on franchise um from my memory of it is that there's a lot more like competition like cheering uh but no but i, I think mm-hmm. the point you make is great I, the point that you know, like the fact that they we see them doing like the trust fall i don't know you call it the, the fall at the end and like using their uh you know fighting and you know getting up and over things and like dodging arrows sometimes well sometimes poorly like you know i thought that that was like fun like that was like, a, like and, it, and it kind of paid uh paid back the the principal earlier being like talking about how like so you know they talk about the injury and how like oh you know the, the injury ruined cheerleading for the school and they're like well football players get injured all the time they're like well yeah but football's a sport you expect it and you know which mm-hmm. is an insult to them who are you know obviously are athletes and like you know it's a like uh, i think it's just yeah she says that, that fo- football is they're athletes you guys aren't uh which is you know a slap in the face of them clearly um especially when you see what they can do um you know in this and at the ending when they're actually like the actual actors are doing are doing their stuff um so it's cool to see them like you know apply their skills to doing that which is sick Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I actually did find it pretty funny though. Like I thought that like I thought this a lot of the jokes landed for me. Like I thought the um, I, I don't I don't know his name. I feel bad. I, the the I don't know, know anyone's the, name. The, the quote unquote gay character. Uh, uh-huh. he, I thought he was. I thought he was funny. Like like and funny in the terms of just like how he reacts to things because I feel like you know this movie isn't super. I didn't think this movie was overly tongue in cheek. Like it wasn't dude bro party. Uh, like, you know, self-referential at times, but also wasn't, like, so bad, the jokes. Like, I think the jokes just kind of, like, sometimes they didn't land, but they but it, they felt natural in the context of, like, what was going on in the scene. It wasn't like somebody stopped the scene to make a joke. And I thought his, <laughs> like, his lines were funny and, like, the way that he reacted to things. Like, I, I, like, I like the comment where he's like, looking at the list and he's like, oh, wait, am I the blonde hunk? What the fuck? <laughs> like, or, like, or when, he, when he does that, like, so we see, the, we see the main character do a flip to get out of the way of an arrow. Completely unnecessary. Like she does mm-hmm. it, she actually does it back. Everybody's running one direction. She does it back the other direction, which is funny. <laughs> um, but then he does it, and it's like, yeah, I did it. And then you see the arrow in his arm. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> like I don't know. There, there were those kind of moments where you're just like, oh, this is great. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy those moments. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought that like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be top class humor, but I, I, I found that those landed. Uh, but sorry, what were you going to mm-hmm. say? Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, no, actually, um, I do remember what I was going to say. Uh, so I did a little bit of research because, like, before this movie, I was just like, okay, what what, what the hell am I going to talk about? And apparently the answer, the answer to that was Airbud. <laughs> um, but I did take a look at a couple of the writers in terms of what they did before. Uh, one of the writers, uh, she was a writer on Scary Movie 2, which oh. is my personal least favorite scary movie, but that's, that's a whole other story Wait, entirely. You, uh, you, like, she's you also... like two less than four? Or more than four? Mm, four I totally forgot four about that. Four ass. Yeah. Or five. What's wrong with you? Get the fuck out of here. There's a fifth one? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just like the style of humor. Three Three is still my favorite oh, one. Three's the best. By far. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but she's also done like a bunch of other Brina Nine movies. Uh, but one thing that was really interesting is uh, one of the writers on this one, she uh, went on to, or not even went on because it's basically the same time. Uh, she also wrote for She-Hulk as well. Which oh, I see a lot of kind of humor transferring over between those two. And I love She-Hulk. So, there we go. Look at that. Yeah. She-Hulk's great. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, that was that was my one trivia fact. The other trivia fact that IMDb put forward, which I don't generally like to do IMDb trivia because it's completely unverifiable. But this one, I, I think, is pretty verifiable. Did you know crazy credits behind the scene footage is shown during the end credits? Did you know that? Wait, what? That thing. That's behind the scenes? <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was like, you know, uh, the end of the story. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty cool. I was so, I was so surprised. I see. I'm actually pretty, really pretty cool. waiting for the Bring It Oners, whatever their you know whatever the name is for Bring It On fans, to go comb through this movie and tell me all the Easter eggs that there are. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping that there are a lot of them. And I just didn't like when they when they went to the school. I'm like, oh, is that old school they're going to the school from the first movie? And it, it wasn't. I was <laughs> I was trying to find Easter eggs as we're going. Like, oh, is the principal somebody? No, she's just scared from this movie. Oh, is this something? No, okay. like because um, they're, they're Diablos, aren't they? That's what they're called. Uh, and I was like, ah, uh, it's it's. I can't, you know, that that's definitely not the team name for the first movie. <laughs> um, 
Though, actually, that did bring a question. Dan, have you ever gone... So, okay, I've gone to some sporting events, but not, not many. Is it normal for the cheer teams just to be standing next to each other? Like, I always assume they were, like, on opposite sides of, like, the field. So, like, you know, they were, like... They weren't competing with each other at, like, a football game. They were, like, you know, hyping up their, their respective audiences. Yeah, it depends on, like, my high school, we were so small that we basically just had room for one set of bleachers on one side of the field. Um, so, yeah, the cheer teams did stand next to each other in that um, way. So it just depends on the out the way it uh, plays out. Okay, because that, that just seemed weird to me that they were like, yo, fuck you, like, right next to each other. <laughs> like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's weird. Um, interesting. Uh, okay. All right, I guess that, that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, I'm honestly not sure what to say about this movie. Um, any scenes that kind of stuck out to you? I mean, obviously, I think the dance, the dance fight scene and and all that follows it is great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think otherwise, you know, it's you know, it's building plot. You know, it's a slow burn. You know, it's some some great action. I mean, you know, well, you know, you, you can't rush perfection. It's uh it's really hard. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any good any other good kills. Um, yeah, that, I think I do think the kills lacked in this, but I think that again, I think that is the PG thirteen that made for TV that would uh, lower it. I would love to see if they ever did director's cut because there were like alluded to some deaths, um, and then there there was a fucking photographer guy who was like a red herring that you forget about. Uh, that that was really weird. I, I don't get what like I don't get what what his deal was. He he showed up there. I thought he I I assumed he went there and he met the guy with for the drugs, but then we just find him hung later. I don't know. What's mm-hmm. going on with him? He was he was a weird character. Um, yeah, honestly, the characters just kind of blended together for me. Um, gun to my head, I honestly couldn't tell you a single name of any of the characters. Um, I could barely tell you their character traits. But even then, I was just like, oh yeah, the mummy guy who got shot in the head with the arrow. That was that was that was something. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I, I, I do like that they, they kind of subverted some stereotypes. Like uh, they. Um, you know, uh, they had they had the you know the 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 like so one of the you know they had the book the book of names in their you know their roles and that there's the slut was one of them. But then we find out that the girl they're calling the slut, the girl who's you know who we have a we see her a couple times. You know, the opening uh, first few minutes after the flashback is really kind of spent with the main character bumping into every character we're going to talk about. And you kind of get their stereotypes. And the, mm-hmm. and hers is like the promiscuous kind of one when you meet her. She has like her her skirt rolled so that she is showing more of her body essentially. And um, and you know they keep talking about her and her boyfriend and and everyone's making jokes about um, you know tacos and eggplants and stuff. And then you learn later on like no no she is actually a virgin. She she's she is like uh, saving herself like religiously for marriage. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. and it's like. It's not. It's it's like a, oh look at that. like like oh yeah these assumptions about this character are completely wrong which I liked I don't know, I liked that that and like you know then then they see the list and they're like well this seems this list is inaccurate this this person isn't this like I'm not this, this she's not this like how do these apply like I, I like that I like that they're kind of like yeah maybe these people you know can't be just stereotyped like I don't know not not, not a very deep thing and that there was something they're going for but I, I like that element of it and like even when the boyfriend appears and he's like oh man you know me and uh whatever her name is starts with a T you know we're, we're gonna get together and the guy and the, the the guy's just like, you know that like that she she's not into that, right? And he's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I thought I mean, like the main authorities I was trying to find her tonight was you know to get together. And they're like, no, that's not going to happen, man. She's not that kind of person. And they're like, oh, like I I I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a fun element. Yeah, no, I, I and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before in terms of yeah, this is a very positive horror movie. It's very inclusive. You you can tell like the director and the writers were clearly interested. I think it's an all female writing team too, which is pretty cool. I think so. Yeah, um, and, and director and director too. Yeah, and director too. So like it, it, it's very obvious it has that influence on it in terms of they want to create they they know what demographic they're aiming towards and they want to make sure that they're creating something that is respectful of. Um, Life lessons, I guess, is the oh, best way to put it. I think it's just like honest. Probably like, better. Way I mean, I think another, like, I think that's another thing about it is like I feel like they're they're writing like more honest, kind of realistic characters. Like, obviously, you know, the 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 you know the the dits is painfully dumb. Um, but you know, we've all met some people who maybe are sheltered or don't experience some things, and like she she's definitely to a degree, like you know, over to a degree, and it played for comedic effect. But I mean, I I felt like the characters felt kind of realistic to me, and like you know, and she. Even for that character who was kind of dumb at times, she was she was helpful and she was you know she was she wasn't just a dumb character written as a dumb character. She was useful and she had moments to like do things and she was like you know like I, I liked that. Like, I I just think it was good writing and like 
I don't know. Now, knowing that the writer that she helped write She Hulk, I'm like, oh, I kind of see that. I see that. Like, it's just it's just good writing. It's just good character writing. Um, even for like, and again, I know this is a dumb movie, but I just the variety of character in this compared again to the variety of character in uh, like I found these characters more believable than I found Allison in uh, A Halloween Ends. Like her her character in that movie didn't make sense to me. These characters made more sense. I don't know because they were smart. Mm-hmm. Like when this is like, in this movie, as soon as they found that somebody died, they're like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." It's not like, "Oh no, we should wait around. We should check up." They're like, "No, fucking leave." Like they grab their badge, <laughs> like, grab your shit. We're leaving. <laughs> like great. Mm-hmm. Like and then they you know they knock the, the killers out and they're like, "Let's fucking go. Let's just leave. Let's not check on. It. Let's just <laughs> fucking leave." Great. Let's go. <laughs> like you know, and like the guy climbing the rope, the the killer gets grabs him by the leg, and they're not like. Oh no, he's getting pulled down. The girl hops down and punches and like fucking kills the girl. And <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. you're distracted trying to pull this guy's leg. Let me come behind you and kill you. Like, great. Like, I don't know. I thought that. I know that was that. I just thought like all those moments were great. Um, it, it just again, it, it's I'm 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 giving this movie more props. I'm I'm rating it higher because of it's obviously a low budget movie. It clearly doesn't have what behind it. What uh, you know, again, a big production movie would, but it just it felt. I don't know. It. it even without that merit, I think it just felt natural to me, and I liked it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I can see what you like it on that point. If, I don't know, if I guess I was like a, again, the demographic would be something like a teen tween, you know, 12, 13 years old, something like that, who is curious about horror movies, really likes the Brendan on franchise, and is interested in seeing more. Like, that is the demographic this movie is made for. And for that, I feel like they did a pretty good job at it, but to me, a 34-year-old straight white male, um, yeah, there really wasn't too much for me in terms of what really, really interested in it. But I appreciate it for, you know, what it is. I, I appreciate it for what it did. Um, wouldn't recommend it to anyone but that demographic, but that's just kind of what it was. Hmm. All right, so Dan, uh, I, to wrap it up, I have two more questions for you. Sure, what's up? First question. All right, we've reviewed four films in Reboot Ween. How would you rank them? Ooh, yes, okay. Um... From lowest to highest, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, definitely the lowest. I would probably, just for the stuff we just talked about in terms of, you know, inclusivity and that sort of thing, I would probably rank this one a little bit higher. And my personal enjoyment was I liked Halloween Ends better than Hellraiser. So it would be Jeepers Creepers, Brendan on, Hellraiser, Halloween Ends. You? I'm assuming it's just those last two switches. Wait, wait. You said you said you liked, you said you liked Hellraiser better than Halloween Ends. No, 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 no. I, I think I said I like Halloween Ends better than Hellraiser. Okay, okay, gotcha. okay, gotcha. okay. Um, <laughs> I actually, have, I think I have the same ranking. Um, oh mm, no, I don't. Okay, so I, I guess for me it's two different things. Like you know, good movie versus, versus enjoyment. And I guess I feel like you should always rate them based on enjoyment. So, yeah, I would, I would say Jeepers Creepers. Um, it's actually hard. I, I almost, I, I think I enjoyed this movie the most, but I think also because it was short and it didn't try, it didn't, it, I, I, I can turn my brain off for this to a degree and I, I can't be as critical of it as I can. Cause I think that there are definitely flaws in this, but it doesn't pretend to be as serious. I, so I don't pick at it as much. So it all, mm-hmm. so my, my base instinct, like where I am right now, and this probably would change over time and it's probably incorrect. is going to be Jeepers Creepers, Hellraiser, Halloween ends. And then this, I think is at the top of my <laughs> <laughs> and it's just pure enjoyment again i know there it's i know it's not the best movie of these and hellraiser yeah. the only reason i'm putting it below halloween ends is just because it i find it tedious a little bit i think i think i like it more than halloween ends but i just feel like halloween ends i was able to get through a little like i had less i had, I had big plot questions but not big lore questions and hellraiser i have a lot of lore questions um mm-hmm. but uh I think it's just because Hellraiser is a more fleshed out franchise and with more going on within it, while Halloween is a very basic franchise where in terms of the, the, the key elements of it, that like varying on that isn't very weird for me, but varying on some of the lore of Hellraiser gets me. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's, I, that I'm probably very wrong. That's, <laughs> it's, probably, <laughs> no, it's your own personal opinion, dude. It's you, a bad take. You, you, you do you, you do you. All right. My, my last question for you. Um, yes. So this, you know, this was a uh, a genre change for a franchise. All right, what is another g- franchise that you think that would go well with this genre change? Where they, you know, mm, like what's another franchise you'd question. love to see where they're like, hey, there's eight movies now. Number twelve is going to be murder movie, straight up horror movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, you know Airbud, obviously. Oh my god, back. That, that's the callback. Um, no, I. 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of like dead franchises from my childhood that no one watches anymore, or hasn't been made anymore in terms of kind of rebuilt it on in. They could be, they could be uh, current franchises. They don't, they don't be dead necessarily. Yeah. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Do you have any like um, off the top of your head? I, I didn't, but but actually now thinking about non-dead, <laughs> I'm thinking Fast and the Furious. Slash and the Furious. You know, that could fit. Fast and the that Furious. Fit. Blood drip, uh-huh. drift. Yeah, there's no consistency with that franchise besides family. So that Fast would, that and the Furious, Death on Wheels. Dude, make it a Fast and the Furious crossover with Maxim Overdrive. Ooh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're driving their big fancy, you know, they're speeding down the road and the, the fucking uh-huh. uh, Green Goblin trucks flying after them, drop from a tank and like, you know, that would be amazing. Yeah, the only problem with that one is Fast and Furious fans and Maximum Overdrive fans, if you put them in a Venn diagram together, they would just be two separate circles. No, I think they're the same circle. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's a generational difference between those films. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's but I, think, I think yeah. if you showed like Hobbs and Shaw fans... Uh, Maximum Overdrive, they would be into it immediately. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe they're like they're 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 circles that aren't overlapping, but are like on different layers on like a paint, you know, Microsoft Paint or whatever, <laughs> or like Adobe Photoshop. They're they're overlapping, but they're on different layers, so you know they don't really interact mm-hmm. with each other. Um, <laughs> I don't think any other good ones that would be Mission Impossible could be fun, like where he actually, where instead of like guns and like espionage, there's actually like, like I don't know, maybe just making it lean more into the horror. Because like I feel like that could ha- that could work out really well, make it like mm-hmm. more gross. Uh, I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, any like dead franchises, I'm, I don't. Maybe how well, God's not dead. All, all, all those like <laughs> those Christian movies, <laughs> and and the last one, like did the devil lives, and that will be that one. Oh yeah, devil's not dead either. Dot dot uh-huh. dot. What about the Left Behind series? Remember that one? I I thought that concept was really cool. I've never heard them. I never. I thought, like, it was a cool, you know, uh, dystopian thing. I didn't know that apparently it's about rapture. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't... It's a Christian horror movie where everyone gets raptured, and it's about the people who get left behind. Isn't that also like, what The Leftovers is about? Uh, the Leftovers is not necessarily the rapture, and The Leftovers is more focused on just, like, dealing with it than the event itself. So oh. it is very, very much Christian propaganda, so... Oh. All right. Okay. Well, any, any others? Um, Home Alone? I guess we we kind of got that with uh, Better Watch Out, but I mean, like an actual slasher could be good. Where like Kevin mm-hmm. McAllister, I think we should do it. Have it be Macaulay Culkin, have him come back, Kevin McAllister in whatever age Macaulay Culkin is, um, and the robbers come back and they're so pissed at how this kid fucked up their life, they're going to ruin his life because you know they've gone to jail so many times. Uh, what are they called? The Soggy Bottom Bandits or whatever. Like they're back yeah. and they just fucking like murder all his friends and family in this big McMansion. Yeah, or, no, and um, the, 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 gosh, what's his name? Macaulay Culkin would definitely do it. Like, that that actor is kind of up for anything at this moment. He's, he's kind of like Dad, Daniel Radcliffe in terms of like, oh, what's that? Yeah, sounds interesting. I'll go ahead and do it. Oh, my God. We, we, we could reenact the Donald Trump scene where he says hi to him, but then he just gets murdered immediately. He like, he, he <laughs> yes. like, he's like, hey, kid. And he, like, gives him a pat on the head and is like, have fun paying for health care. <laughs> and kicks him down. I don't know. Uh, evades taxes somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'll be so good. Um, uh-huh. th- 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 those are my pitches. I, I can't. Th- I'm sure there's better ones out there that are. Uh, let me just look at my my DVD shelf real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my God, I, I, I mostly have horror movies on here right now. Horror movies and anime. G Gundam murder movie. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the shit out of that. Um, yeah, and I, all I have. I literally only have horror movies and anime. That's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> um, bad. Okay. Well, good. All right, cool. Uh, any final thoughts on Bring It On, Cheer or Die? I, I'm, I'm, I'm an avid supporter. I'm not going to buy it. Like, <laughs> like where I, my headspace is right now, I'm like, I'll buy it, but I'm not going to buy it because I know I will never watch it probably again. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's great. I love the, they, I love that they took this franchise and they made it and they made this movie in it. It makes, I, I told you, I was contemplating doing the homework and watching all the other ones. Um, I don't think that I would. I don't think I'd be nearly as impressed with those as I was with this. Um, but I, I love it. I hope. I hope all the Bring It On fans really enjoy it because I think it's it's a great film. And like you said, like, you know, as a, as like a maybe teen slasher horror movie, one that can kind of get kids into it. Even even love it even more for that. Love the idea that you know you can show kids this and it's not super bloody. It's not. They're not, probably won't have nightmares about it. You know, it's it's like a, you know, it's a good entryway into the genre. <laughs> Definitely sounds good. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, this is Primrose Screwheads Talk Horror. Thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Um, coming up in November, we have a few more things coming on in, I guess. Actually, we really haven't planned anything at all for November. As I was um, say, do we? I was, yeah, we, 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 don't, we, we don't have anything in November. But this has been the end of Reboot Ween. I'm sure we'll do something in November. Uh, might be a little bit lighter because I am going to be taking some PTO time off. And, of course, Thanksgiving and everything like that. I'm going to Paris. Do you did know we? that? Did I tell you about that? Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Did, you, did I tell you my Paris joke that I learned recently? No, what's your what's your what's your Paris joke? All right, all right, all right. How are or what do ticks in the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do ticks? I don't know, Andrew. What do ticks in the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both Paris sites. <laughs> and with that, we're going to end it. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and stay groovy. Bye. <laughs>